And now the spiel. In life, timing is everything. A blowhard con man who won't disclose his business dealings wants to run for president. He's dead in the water, right? Unless it's a year when the populace is antsy about job loss and racial status and there's a internet without any rules to help you along. See? Timing. Or you want to fire an investigator closing in on some things that you don't want to be closed in on? Maybe, perhaps, but let's wait. Let's wait for him to give bad testimony before Congress, and then you could send him to meet his lordy. Timing. But sometimes timing bites you in the butt. Like when, within 24 hours of that firing, that definitely wasn't over Russia, who shows up but the Russian ambassador? For his first visit in four years. So what can you do? Well, you could provide him with a nice-sounding female interpreter so the pronouncements of this door apparatchik don't sound like you are being sentenced to five more years in the gulag. So the guy sounds nice. The problem is the interpreter, no matter how she sounds, actually has to interpret the words that the Russian foreign minister says. Well, I have just answered that President Trump publicly says that all of it is false news. Just give me one fact that would prove that. And when everyone keeps saying openly that everyone knows everything, but giving no proof, well, it's not serious. In messaging, it's good to be on the same page, but when the words of the United States' great rival and a destabilizing influence in the world so neatly echo the words of the administration claiming distance from their great rival, which is a destabilizing influence in the world, when that happens, maybe you want to address that. The White House was reportedly surprised that Democrats, the media, the world was disturbed by the Comey firing. They figured everyone else would figure... It had nothing to do with Russia, as Trump wrote in the publicly released letter of termination. Although, if it had nothing to do with Russia, why do you even insert that topic in a letter firing a man for just cause? Yeah, just cause. So if Democrats don't behave like you think they're going to, it has nothing to do with the failure of imagination on your part. It must be because the Democrats are two-faced. Here is a tweet from Donald J. Trump earlier today. Crying Chuck Schumer recently stated... I do not have confidence in him, James Comey, any longer. Then acts so indignant. A townhall.com article by Katie Pavlich details, headline, 10 times Democrats slammed James Comey, called for his firing. Now, some of the Democrats of the 10 were people like Keith Olbermann, whose main job is posting nine-minute-long videos on Twitter. But of the actual elected officials who were quoted as having called for Comey's firing, none actually called for Comey's firing by President Trump. Many didn't call for Comey's firing at all. They said things like, he needs to go away, but not in a, will no one rid me of this troublesome priest sort of way. But they weren't calling for Comey's firing within the last couple months. They were expressing disgust or a loss of confidence. This is key before Trump was elected and before we and they learned that Comey was investigating Trump. When it became clear that Comey was looking into the Trump retinue and the Russians, the Democrats didn't call for Comey to go away. They wanted him to stay there. In fact, they wanted him to stay there despite their past misgivings. This doesn't speak to hypocrisy on the part of the Democrats. It speaks to the importance they assigned the Russia investigation. They wanted Jim Comey, Jim Comey, who many of the Democrats think, truly think, cost them the White House and a possibility of the Senate. They wanted this guy to stay on the job because the job was so important. That reflects well on the Democrats. They knew what the stakes were then. 
It's like Ralph Nader called the Corvair unsafe at any speed. But if Ralph Nader were hurtling down the highway at 50 miles an hour inside the Corvair, he wouldn't say at that point, now this car should disappear. Let's take Chuck Schumer. Here he is at a press conference today. The only way the American people can have faith in this investigation is it is it is for it to be led by a fearless, independent special prosecutor. If Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein does not appoint an independent special prosecutor, every American will rightly suspect that the decision to fire Director Comey was part of a cover-up. But let's remind you of Trump's tweet, crying Chuck Schumer stated recently, I do not have confidence in him, James Comey, any longer. But the recently, or the recently, was not as recently as during the Trump presidency. It predated also the Trump victory. That quote comes from a Bloomberg article on November 1st. Schumer said all the things he's credited as saying against Comey before the election, before the election, once Trump became president, and once it became clear that Comey was investigating Team Trump's work with the Russians, Schumer wanted him there. And as you realize all this, remember, of course, that this had nothing to do with the Russians. Right, Kellyanne Conway? This had nothing to do with Russia as much as somebody must be getting $50 every time the word is said, I'm convinced, on TV. It says nothing to do with Russia. Well, there at least Kellyanne Conway earns her money. No, not for being a good spokesperson, just by her own rules. She said Russia twice on TV. Give her 100 bucks. And that's it for today's show. The gist was produced by Mary Wilson, who's hoping to see the Hermitage and experience St. Petersburg. Oh, those are two separate vacations. One to Tennessee, one to Florida. She will have nothing to do with Russia. Chris Berube delights in the Dardanelles and is bowled over by the Baltic states, but has nothing to do with Russia. Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of Slate Podcasts. He knows a great recipe for cold beet slaw. But that slaw is just that. Cold beet slaw. Don't use the other word. This has nothing to do with Russia. Andy Bowers is chief content officer of the Panoply Network. He's a huge fan of Peter the Great. I mean, the whole Frampton Comes Alive LP, the talk box. Feel like you do. Nothing to do with Russia. The gist. We are fascinated by Ivan the Terrible. Uh, uh, No, not not the ruler. It was an internal Apple project to develop a multi-passenger vehicle. Total failure. Like the name says, Ivan the Terrible. Has nothing to do with Russia. Um, Umperu, deperu, duperu, and thanks for listening.